I thought this morning we'd look at seven titles of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to restrict those titles to the letter A, <laughs> and then next week we'll start with B and C, and I don't expect we'll find uh, uh, seven uh, titles to start with the letter Z. <laughs> but um, as I was sitting there listening to our brother uh, guide us and uh, and songs of worship, and and I trust you were praying uh, with him as as he prayed for the service. Uh, I was just rejoicing to, to, to reflect on how it is, beloved. We, we know all things. And some of us have, you know, we've, we've, we've gone through some really, really difficult things. Uh, the death of a, a loved one, maybe even a spouse. Um, some of us have been injured in this life in, in ways that are life-changing. But we rest in that glorious truth revealed there in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And, and we only know it by His grace, beloved. We know all things work together for good for those who love God, the called according to His purpose. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I try to pray. I trust you all. You, you pray for me and I, and I pray for you. And I really don't know... Uh, I don't know how to pray. I don't have the words, but the thing I do pray often and frequently is, Lord, uh, behold your people here. Behold them in, in Christ. Behold me. Behold Allison. Behold Sandra. But behold Tyler. Behold Clarissa. Behold James. And uh, we're, we're going to be making this a, a long list, but you know what I mean. I, I'm talking about all you, beloved. Pray, pray for your, for the, the, the the comfort we all have in knowing that our God reigneth and He's reigning over all things and and it's He's doing that for for two two reasons only for the glory of His Son and the good of His people and uh, you know I say to to Sandra um, and uh, I think I, I I can say sincerely the same thing to you um, you know I'll, I'll say to Sandra it's been a pleasure <laughs> it's been a privilege. Because I don't know what a day may bring, you know. We 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 know to live as Christ and to die is gain. We know that, and uh, it's a it's an undeserved um, privilege to to be here to preach the gospel to you, and uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, and uh, of course, I think you know why I say that to Sandra, because uh, uh, you know. I think it's kind of like this. I think we were saying this recently. I was saying, uh, babe, uh, uh, if, uh, I don't see you tomorrow. Uh, I'll see you there. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Now, uh, I don't know how long we'll take looking at these seven titles to begin with the letter A, but I trust there'll be a comfort. Um, does any of them come to mind already? What about you, Tyler? Does any of them come to mind already? Titles of our Lord Jesus Christ begin with the letter A. Don't think too hard now. Well, I'll I'll help I'll Tyler out a little bit. He he was yeah. We're going to get to that Almighty. But you were using one just recently. Advocate. Thank God. Thank our heavenly Father for our Advocate, His well pleasing Son. It says there in First John, First Epistle of John, uh, in the second chapter. 
if, if memory serves. First John chapter two. In verse 1, the Apostle John writes to God's beloved people, and he writes these words, my, my little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And none of us want to sin. That's the thing about a believer. We're not living in, in wantonness, given over to sin. And the same token, we, we, we can never say we don't sin because that's, that's all we do. But uh, if you were to give a, a a blank check to a believer and say, you know, you can write anything you you want there and live wantonly, no, 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 blood bought believer would would want to wantonly sin. It says here that you sin not, and then he continues, if any man sin, and beloved, when when we sin, now we don't want to sin, I don't want to sin, you don't want to sin. But if it says there, if any man sin, when we sin, beloved, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And uh, praise the Lord for the advocacy of his blood that washes us truly, completely of all our sins and the advocacy of his life, the life he lived on our behalf, the life that we could not live. He lived for us, beloved. It says there in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, there at the very last verse, how that our Heavenly Father made His well-pleasing Son to be sent for us. He who knew no sin, His sinless darling Son, was made sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, I already heard another uh, title, uh, Almighty. Uh, we've been studying that in Revelation. Let's look at that word, Almighty. It's good to know He's not uh, just mighty. And he is most indeed he is. We we read that in Isaiah chapter nine verse six, how he's the mighty God, but he's he's the Almighty. It says there in Revelation chapter one verse eight, "I am the Alpha and Omega." This is the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and God, speaking here, speaking to John, and John is recording, bearing record of this. These words of our Lord and God, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the last, and the end and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. The Almighty. Now there's a couple of places where we see that repeated in Matthew towards the end of that gospel. Matthew chapter twenty eight, at the at the at the conclusion there, we read those words of comfort, how that the Lord our risen Lord and God, Jesus Christ, he came and spake unto them, verse 18, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He's all mighty, all power in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. And that's another title. I'll just mention it here. He's the always present Savior. <laughs> I'm with you always. Take a look at what our Lord and God says in John chapter 17. He again speaking about his 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 char this characteristic of his being Almighty. In uh, John chapter 17, 
John records there, These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh. Power over all flesh. Power over you and me, beloved, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. So we looked at advocate. Praise the Lord, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Uh, and he is, he is almighty, the almighty Savior, who doesn't almost save us, but rather, beloved, he saves us to the uttermost, to the uttermost. And also, he's uh, the, uh, the always present Savior. Lo, I am with you always. Now, we may not experience that. Um, we might feel dead or cold, but beloved, his promise is sure and steadfast. He is with us always, even unto the end of the age. Um, any other letters come to mind? The, the, any other titles that begin with the letter A? We've got Advocate. We've got uh, the Always Present Savior, the, the Almighty. I'll give you another one. Uh, he's our all and in all. <laughs> it says in Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 11. says there, where, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, where there's neither uh, Gentile nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. And if you want uh, me to back that up with some other scripture, uh, take a look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. How wonderful that we have in our hands the testimony, the record that God has given to us of his Son. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, Beloved of, of God are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Beloved, he is all our wisdom, all our righteousness, all our sanctification, all our redemption all our redemption. And we do indeed glory in the Lord. We have nothing to boast about. Um, what does it say in Ephesians 2, 8 through to 10? By grace ye are saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, uh, uh, ordained that we should walk in them before the foundation of the world. I'll just read that again. I think I misquoted verse 10. I mean, it wasn't King James, that's for sure. <laughs> but the meaning is the same. I think it's important that we take great care when we read God's word and be precise about it. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, verse 5, the latter part, it says, By grace you are saved, beloved. And it repeats again, verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not 
of yourselves. You didn't figure this out. If you found yourself believing on the Son of God, it wasn't a catechism that led you to that. That was a revelation from above. Through faith, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves, this, this God-given faith that's looking to the faithfulness of God's well-pleasing Son for all your salvation is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And most certainly he did preordain them before the foundation of the world. So there we see the how that he is all and in all. He's, he's all our justification. He's all our sanctification. Um, the Almighty, the always present Savior. Um, there was a verse that came across recently that was a blessing for, not only for myself, but I trust for you as well, beloved. He's also uh, referred to as the author of eternal salvation. If you look with me in, a few, in Hebrews, not only is he the author and finisher of our faith, and we read that in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, but earlier in that book, in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 9, what a blessing to see here how that as a man, he was made perfect. And being made perfect in, in that he established our righteousness on the earth on behalf of his people. What does it say there? He became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. And what is it to obey him? Simply this, to believe on him, to bow the knee in your heart to his sovereign reign, how that he is not merely our Savior, beloved, but He is our Lord. He is the Lord of Lords and He is the King of Kings. Um, if memory serves, uh, in Acts chapter 15, there in, in verse 11, we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not, it's not through doing, beloved, it's through believing. We believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. How that for the Jew, Christ is all their salvation, and also for the believing Gentile, Christ is all their salvation. Another glorious title of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, we see in Daniel chapter 7. In Daniel chapter 7, and that's uh, in, in the Cambridge Bible I have, that's page uh, 1116. It says there in verse 9, I beheld till the thrones were cast down and the ancient of days did sit. This is speaking about our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, the, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, whose garment was white as snow and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as burning fire. 
And then verse 13, speaking again of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, it declares there, I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And then verse 22, Until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. So we've looked at the, the advocate, how we have an advocate with the Father, beloved Jesus Christ, the righteous, the author. He is the author being made perfect. He became the author of eternal, everlasting life. Uh, the Almighty, Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, how he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. It says there in Revelation chapter 1, Speaking about him who, who loved us and washed us of our sins with his own precious blood, it says there in verse 8, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. And we talked about how he's, he's the author and finisher of our faith, and he's the author and finisher, the Alpha and Omega of our salvation. And and I've said this before, but I never tire of saying it. <laughs> on the cross of Calgary, on the on the on the cross of Calvary, he said, "It is finished." He said that on the earth, beloved, and in glory, we read him saying the very same thing. Um, said a little bit differently, but the same thing. Revelation chapter one, verse six, and he said unto me, "It is done." I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of, of, of the water of life freely. Freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. What wonderful words there. The three blessed words. It is done. We don't owe a debt anymore, beloved. He paid it all with his precious blood. And we're not under any cursed bondage to the law to try and perform that which we cannot perform because he's performed for us everything the law required of us. And we see that throughout the scriptures. Um, Isaiah chapter 42, speaking of our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, God's well-pleasing Son, it says there in verse 21, the Lord is well pleased for his righteousness' sake. And we read in Matthew 3, the first time we hear the Father saying in a cloud from, from heaven, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And again in, in chapter 17, just with a little added detail, what a blessed detail. Hear ye him. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And here we read the the foreshadowing of, of what he did we can read it this way as prophecy he will magnify the law and make it honorable and we can say today beloved it's fulfilled he did magnify the law and he did make it honorable and he did so not for himself not for himself but for his elect for his beloved people so if you looked at advocate how he's the author he's almighty 
He's the always present Savior, the Ancient of Days, the All in All. And then uh, one last title we read in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen. Uh, Amen. When you hear people say Amen, uh, um, so be it, is what we're saying. Uh, I see yes, like we say in Spanish, right, Clarissa? <laughs> I see yes. Well, the one who is mighty in all things, who does say it is so, the only one who is saying that sovereignly in creation, sovereignly in providence, and sovereignly in salvation, is the Amen. <laughs> And that amen is speaking none other than our Lord and God, Jesus Christ. Who was it that calmed the, the the wind of the storm? And those 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 men with him who said, "What what uh, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. He's the amen. <laughs> That's why the seas and the winds obey him." These things saith the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. Well, I think we'll conclude our, our study there. It's just a simple study. It was a, a blessing for me to, to reflect and meditate on all these wonderful titles that begin with the letter A. I'm so thankful that we have an advocate with the Father, beloved, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is almighty, who doesn't almost save his people, but saves them to the uttermost. That's what we read in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. And by way of conclusion, let me direct you to open your Bibles to Romans chapter 8, and we'll begin, or rather we'll conclude there where we, where we began our study in verse 28. Romans eight twenty-eight, and I'll read through to the end. And we know, beloved how that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And, when, and, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? 
As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through the Lord Jesus Christ that loved us, through our Lord and God, through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we're so thankful this morning that we can come to your throne and call you our Father, not through presumption, but because of your mercy and grace you've given us in your Son, our advocate with you, Father Jesus Christ, the righteous. We do beg you, Father, that you would take the words that we heard this morning, the gospel of your darling Son, our Lord and God, Jesus Christ, and you would bless it with your Holy Spirit and cause us all, according to your perfect will, grow in the grace and knowledge of your well-pleasing Son. We're so thankful, Father, that we know that our prayers are heard, not because of any any efficacy of our own, but because we know, Father, your Son ever liveth and is seated at the right hand, interceding for us, that we have an advocate with you, Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And we do beg you, we do ask you that you would continue to pour out your mercy upon us, uh, enable us to learn more about your Son through the preaching of thy word, through the record you've given to us in your word, and that, Lord, you would be pleased to revive us, to comfort us afresh, to, to call, convict, and, and comfort us in our distresses, cause us to take our eyes off of our sorry selves and have them ever fixed on your well-pleasing Son. Thank you for all of these blessed titles of him, all the glorious things they convey about how that he's almighty, how that he's able to save, and he, he's the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. And Father, we know that obeying him is by your grace. So when we take sides against ourselves with you, Father, and say amen to all that you've said amen to, and rest in knowing that you sent your Son into the world, not to try to save sinners, but again and again you teach us, Father, that you sent His Son, your Son, Father, into the world to save sinners, and that the angel of the Lord from the very throne of God itself, Father, you, you sent Him with that glorious message, Call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Please continue, Father, to comfort us this morning, both in the song worship and in the preaching of the gospel of your dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 